everybody, and welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt, and I'm your host. So today we're talking about something that's maybe not so nice to talk about. So the episode title is Abandon All Hope. So I'm going to really talk about uh, what is hope. And it's probably not what you think it is. And give you some examples of people who use hope in order to avoid pain and increase pleasure, which seems like it would be a good thing, but we're really going to turn some of these ideas on their head today. So uh, I'll just say that this is a a challenging episode. Uh, You probably have never thought about hope in this way before. Uh, And just come at it with an open mind. And I promise you there are gold nuggets in here for you. Okay. Enjoy. Okay, so I want to talk to you a little bit about something today that that seems a little weird, but the title of this is Abandon All Hope. So let's talk about what that means. First of all, we as humans, uh, part of our human condition is that we're always seeking stability, safety, security. Uh, And out of that search for, you know, this idea of just having it all together, we tend to do things like control. So seeking control in ourselves and others, um, dominating others, uh, worrying, just having, you know, states of anxiety. And one of the things that a mentor has really been teaching me lately is that hope and fear are two sides of the same coin. So we tend to think that hope is like really good. And I'm not saying, you know, go out there and just be hopeless and despondent and and all that. But let's just talk about what that means. Because hope means that there's something that you're waiting for, right? There's something in the future that you're, you're hoping will happen. Usually it's a tied, it's tied to some fear that we have. For example, uh, you know, let's say your boss, uh, is coming to you and saying, okay, we have a problem here. Now I cannot tell you how many people in the last year with, with the pandemic that I have talked to, uh, on both sides. So it's a, it's a boss who's having like, oh my gosh, my business is, is crumbling right now in the face of everything that's happening. And also the employees who are my clients who come and say, oh my gosh, things are falling apart. And my boss is kind of losing his mind. So sometimes, actually, a lot of the times, what I find is that this boss in in the search for stability, safety, and security starts to have behaviors like controlling behaviors, criticizing, uh, a lack of compassion. Because in the the fear mode, uh, you know, let's, let's take care of this problem, right? When in reality, they don't sit and think about, wait a minute, what, what is really happening here? Okay. So there's a hope that things will be different. If I just control, criticize, and don't show compassion, people will do their job better and I'll get the, the hope of of what I'm waiting for. Uh, I have a, a friend who has been struggling with different kinds of addictions for the last 10 years. Um, he has a hope of being better that keeps him not focused on who he is today. So he's always talking about, Oh, when this happens or when I'm able to do this or soon I can do this. 
And it keeps him unfocused on who he is right now in this moment. So he's not honoring and valuing who he is right now. He's always hoping to be a better person. And in reality, what happens is that because he's focusing on something that isn't occurring yet, uh, his present fear is increasing. And so when he does this, his addictions increase and then the blame, shame, and guilt increases. And so he's always hoping for something that's never getting here. Does that make sense? Uh, you know, today, uh, just a, a shout out to all of you who are out there uh, for Mother's Day. It is Mother's Day here in the United States. So I, I send a, a huge happy Mother's Day to you. Uh, I will tell you this, though, that I have many people in my life, so friends, family, and clients who this year alone have lost their mom. Uh, many of them have lost their mom to long-term illnesses uh, or just and accidents or different things like that. Uh, and, and I know several people who have actually lost children this year or previously. And so Mother's Day can be very difficult. Uh, it can be a day of grief for many, uh, especially for those moms who have living children and maybe their mom is gone or living children and maybe they've lost children or both and, or vice versa. It's a, it's a day of, of mixed feelings and often grief. And what we try to do is uh, in that moment of grief, sometimes that's really heavy. We try to tone down our experience of grief. So we, we try to do that by avoiding or ignoring or preventing pain, right? In hopes that if I avoid it or prevent it uh, or ignore it, that I'm just going to be better, right? So we have this hope that maybe it's not going to get me this year right? Uh, my mom has been gone for about 12 years and every time Mother's Day comes, I, you know, it's just a, it is a remembering, right? And some years are better than others as far as the, the emotions that I might have. Um, but we always have this hope that maybe, maybe now I'm okay. Well, listen, you only have one mother in, in, in life and you know, you might not be okay and it's okay not to be okay. I think back to a friend that I had in college who, uh, you know, she was doing the very best she could, but quite frankly, she was failing all of her classes and she just decided that, Hey, if I'm failing, I'm just going to go out and I'm going to party more. Right. So she was really trying to enhance pleasure in order to avoid pain. So let's go party in order to forget about not being so good in school, which was a double-edged sword because if she was partying less, perhaps she could study more, right? So really what she was doing, she was enhancing pain to avoid the present moment. This is what I'm trying to talk to you about, that that hope uh, drives us to doing these behaviors where we're avoiding pain, but also enhancing pleasure in order to not be in the present moment. So hope really robs us of the present moment. So when we have a problem or an issue or something just isn't quite right, we can hope that things are going to be better or we can just kind of be with our feelings, right? We can be with those emotions, the, the chaos and the crazy, the, the storm, if you will, of what's happening in that moment. So I, I find myself that, that I'm really trying to be a little more open, willing, and curious about uh, all of the, the emotions that I might be having in the moment. 
So one of my mentors, uh, she talks all the time about, uh, she, the term she uses is babysitters. So, so the things that we do to avoid pain or increase pleasure, she says, those are babysitters. That's somebody or something outside of ourselves that we say, if I plug into this, it's going to help me feel better in the moment and get through whatever this is, right? So anything that helps us ignore, relieve, prevent pain or enhance pleasure in order to avoid the present moment. So it could be food, it could be drugs, it could be alcohol, it could be partying, it could be, you know, talking to your friends five times a day, it could be sleeping, uh, my goodness, insert just about anything in there. Whatever you do to prevent pain and or increase pleasure is considered a babysitter. So for me, one of the questions I've been asking myself lately is how long can I delay calling a babysitter? Okay. And, and I, I just want to preface this with, listen, there, there are many people out there who are dealing with, uh, mental health issues. And so I'm not saying you should be dealing with those issues on your own. I'm merely saying when you are having, you know, thoughts of anger or grief or something like that, come, come up, how long can you avoid, uh, calling a babysitter? and just sit with those feelings. And listen, there, it might be, you know, five seconds, might be five minutes, might be five hours. And then you find that you're going to have to call that babysitter for some help. Okay. But, but if you, if you, if today is, you know, I'm feeling grief, you know, here on this mother's day and you're like, you know what, I'm going to give myself five minutes before, uh, just to feel these feelings. I'm just going to give myself those five minutes before I ask for help. Awesome. So then maybe the next time when you're feeling those feelings of grief, can you give yourself six minutes? So I'm not saying that you're, you shouldn't use these babysitters because let's face it. Sometimes they really work for us in the moment, right? They, they are, um, kind of a first aid go to get us through the situation. However, in the long term. Can you increase the time before you uh, reach out to those methods? So how long can I wait and, and really observe and acknowledge and notice my grief, my anger, my hurt, my disappointment before I call on food or TV or sleep to help me? Can I sit with that feeling and really find the lesson that's in it for me? See, Hope keeps us going from one fear to the other, thinking it, it, it'll all be better if I just kind of get through this. So releasing that idea of hoping and, and that we're going to get through it allows us to be present right now in all of our realness and our rawness and really learn about ourselves more. Okay. So, you know, if I were to give you a homework assignment, because uh, you all know I'm a teacher and I love to give you homework. Uh, one thing that I would say is, is notice when you have pain or feelings or problems show up. Okay. We all tend to notice those and we, we immediately go into either um, complaining or worry or even problem solving mode. But what I'm saying is just, just notice when it's there. Okay. So if you have a, a feeling of grief, just say, I'm having a feeling of grief. Um, before you jump into solve it mode, pause, 
and allow yourself to feel a great way. Honestly, um, the research shows us that, uh, emotions, which is energy in motion usually comes in 90 second waves. Uh, sometimes, especially if you have fresh, raw, new grief, it will come in wave after wave after wave with not a lot of time in between. So it feels like it's much longer. However, if you're in this place where you have a feeling or, or, um, you know, an issue that, that you need to solve, you can even set your timer on your, your watch or your phone for 90 seconds and just allow yourself to pause for 90 seconds. Now, one other thing that you could do, um, either during that time or, or, um, preferably, probably before you're having an issue or a moment, uh, is make a list of your preferred babysitters. So what are your preferences? Uh, I have a friend, her preference is wine. That's like her go-to thing. That's not my thing. I, I just, I'm not a wine drinker. Okay. So what is your preference? Honestly, Netflix is mine, right? If I can just like tune out, that's a good babysitter for me. So what is your preferred list? Okay. So when you're having this moment, notice that you're having the moment, uh, before you jump into solve it mode, give yourself that 90 seconds to feel it and then see how long you can sit with that feeling before reaching out to any, any, uh, babysitter on that list. So in reality, we're trying to not escape ourselves. We're really trying to understand more about ourselves. And at some point, you know, you, you may want to think about, uh, instead of going towards one of your babysitters, uh, maybe there is a person, a friend, a family member, um, a counselor or therapist that you could reach out to. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm a big firm believer. And if I'm going through something and I'm really having a hard time, I'm trying to reach out to people and let them know. And sometimes I can't really do that in the moment. You know, I'm just kind of caught up in what's happening. So I am committed to telling somebody, somebody on my friends and inner circle list, at least afterwards, what happened, because that's a commitment to myself and a growth thing for me. So, you know, I'm not saying just go and suffer in silence and don't reach out to anybody, but try to use the pause for your benefit. So really what I'd like you to get out of is this idea of hope. You know, uh, I know it seems weird because here I am telling you go to this place of hopelessness, but really I'm trying to say, release the hope that, that it's going to be better, that, that this thing is going to help me, that if I just get through this, I'm going to be okay and sit with the chaos and crazy for a few minutes and ask yourself, what is the message that this moment is trying to give to me? Okay. Awesome. Hey, I, you know what? I'd love to say, I hope you enjoyed this, but this has not been a, a, a really great and uplifting episode. Has it? Uh, we've talked about abandoning hope. That's, that's maybe not the, the most, uh, uh, great feeling, right? Uh, but I really hope that it's got you thinking and at the very least go and make that list of, of your babysitters and your preferences and become more aware of when you reach out to those. Okay. Awesome. So with that, I release you into the wild, go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day and we'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.